Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, this is Marty Swedberg. Welcome back to you. Welcome to you this afternoon. If you are listening live with us, we are glad that you're here. If you're listening to the archive later, welcome to you. And if you want to get the notes to follow along today with the training, you can do that at marniesfriends.com or Blog Talk Radio. Our topic today is the fear, the facts, and the fun of self-publishing, and our guest is Elaine Pierce from mypublishingcoach.com. During the next hour, buckle up and get ready because you are going to learn the number one reason why most authors never publish their work, will never do it, and uh, ways to overcome your fears of publishing your work. You're going to learn the good, the bad, and the ugly, realistic down-to-earth facts about self-publishing and also why it's hard to break into a market, how you can make sure you beat the odds, three tips to help you stand out from the rest, and the five people you've got to have on your team to help you succeed, plus four fun reasons why publishing your book is about more than making money. During this hour, Elaine is going to share all this with us and more, and Elaine is a great person to have teaching us today because she's a publishing coach who makes self-publishing easier by helping new inspirational book authors create, produce, publish, and promote their work. Authors who publish their books with Elaine's experience and marketing tools behind them often sell five times more books in their first year than most self-published authors sell in a lifetime. She's a natural encourager, and she uses her experience as a published author combined with her marketing and journalism background to help new authors find a voice, produce and distribute their books, and build a platform of loyal fans and readers. Her website is mypublishingcoach.com, and I'd like to right now welcome you, Elaine. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here and to hear what you've got to share with us today because there are so many people who have a book inside of them and um, either that's where it's going to stay, <laughs> otherwise they're going to get yeah. as far as paper or in their computer and that's where it's going to stay, otherwise they're going to get a little farther, but that's where it's going to stay. And you really help people to take their message to the broadest audience possible for each person. And I love that about you and about what you do, and I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us today. Thank you. You know, I believe a lot of writers have in them this story that will help other people and will inspire other people. And um, that what we do is we'll write it down and then we'll stuff it away in a drawer because we just don't know what to do with it next. Yeah. When I was, um, before I wrote my very first book, uh, which came out with St. Martin's Press in 1996, and I've gone on and wrote 12 books now, but before my first book came out, I really didn't want to write a book. I, I really wasn't thinking of myself as an author. All I wanted to do was communicate something. And so what I did, Elaine, is I interlibrary loaned over 200 how-to books trying to find one that was, would explain what it was that I was doing. And I read a lot of books. Some of them were really good. Some of them were not so great. And along the way, I started thinking, you know, I could probably do better than that myself. <laughs> and then when I realized that nobody else was doing what I was doing, then I, you know, library loaned about 30 books on how to write a book. 
and I started from there. But I think that there is a lot of intimidation for most people. I'm, you know, I'm very much of a self-learner like that and very highly motivated like that. But for most people, the thought of writing a book is pretty daunting. The thought of writing a book that no one will ever read is almost, you know, really, why would you do that? But a lot of people do it. So what is, what is the number one reason why most authors never publish their work? They go to all the effort to think about it and to write it down, and then it never goes anywhere. Why? Well, you know, I often say that publishing your book is like running naked through your neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're very vulnerable. And um, I think that, I mean, there's fear that runs through us, and I think that there's three kinds of fear that keep us from publishing our work. One is that fear of failing. You know, what if I put it out there and nobody reads it or nobody cares or everybody criticizes it? We artists are very sensitive people. And so, um, you know, putting something out there for the world to critique is a very scary and daunting thing. The second kind of fear I think that we have is a fear of succeeding, which sounds mm-hmm. odd, but a lot of us, you know, we we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves if we succeed. Um, we think we have, you know, mindsets that are holding us back that think that we're not worthy. Writers have this a lot too. We don't think that our wor- our writing is really worthy of making money or being out publicly distributed. Um, and so there's that, that, that fear of, oh my gosh, if I succeed, what in the world am I going to do? And then a third kind of fear is that fear of the unknown. I can't tell you how many writers come to me and they say, you know, I have a book or I have a manuscript. I just don't know what to do next. I don't know who to trust or where to go, kind of like you did, you know, with going to the library and getting hundreds of books on on what to do. There's so much information out there now, but a lot of it is contradictory. And it's a new thing that you have to learn. And so it's kind of scary to um, learn a new thing while you're running through your neighborhood naked, you know, um, being vulnerable to everybody. So I think that that fear is, is what keeps us from taking our manuscripts off of our hard drives or out of our filing drawers and deciding the world needs to read this. Yeah, uh, I think it boils down. It boils down to the passion of your message. If you're just if you're just kind of writing it down um, for the sake of writing it down, or because you have an idea or something, I don't know if that's going to carry too many people past these three fears. Uh, when someone is really passionate. I've got to get this message out to the world. A lot of times that alone can help them get past these three. But what are some of the other ways that people can overcome their fears to go ahead and publish their work? Let's say that they're in the middle. They don't have zero passion and they don't have overwhelming passion. They're just right kind of the average writer right in the center with some passion but a lot of fear. Right. Um, Well, like you said, believing in your purpose. When I work with clients, I always Start working with them on their mission statement. Why is it that you're mm-hmm. doing what you want to do? Because that purpose then becomes bigger than the book. If your purpose is to share your story of hope, you know, because you've, like in my instance, you know, I, I lost my child. And so my book, um, he was, 
he was born with a heart defect and he lived for two weeks. And my book talks about how I dealt with that. And I had to get it out there in order to help other people that I knew who were struggling with grief issues. So it wasn't about the book. It was about helping others through Uh their grief. And so if you can find that bigger purpose through your message, that reason that you need to get it out, that's one of the biggest ways to overcome your fear because then it doesn't matter if it succeeds or fails. You are fulfilling that purpose. You are you are living that mission that you have, and that's what's bigger than your book. The second thing Absolutely. is what you yeah. and I uh, – sorry. The second thing is, is what you and I – both did was go in and know the facts, you know, know what it takes to publish your book and uh, what other kinds of books are out there that are like yours. And, you know, just be educated, be educated about what you need and how much money you need to do it and and, uh, what your audience wants to hear. Education, I think, is a big... um, way to overcome your fear because then you're you're armed with knowledge. And yeah. the biggest thing that you can do is get good people on your team. Get Surround yourself with a cheerleader. There's a, a reason why cheerleaders in your life are good. You need people around you who are going to encourage you and help you and um, just kind of lift you up on those days when it's overwhelming and hard. Yep. Absolutely. I I was um, thinking as you were talking about the mission statement about one of the interviews that I did on a radio station early on after my first book came out. And the interviewer said to me, so this is your first book and what is it going to take for this book to be a success in your eyes? Which I thought was a great question. And I had to just think for a second and then I just said, you know what, it already is a success because... Mm -hmm. I have gone through all the work to write it all down, to have it all edited, to get it published, and now it's available to people. And I'm out here, you know, letting people know that it's here so they can get it if they want it and they don't have to have it if they don't want it. But my part, I feel like I was a success by doing that part, by doing the writing, the publishing, uh, the publishing, and then the promotion of it. Now, for a person who is just listening and they've got a book inside of them, they might be saying, well, all I want to do is write it. I don't want to think about publishing it or promoting it. And the reality is that most authors don't have the luxury of not being involved in those second two steps. That, that's true. Um, I like what you said, though, about your perspective. I think success means something different to everybody. Um, you know, success to some would be getting a movie deal from their book. Others would be... Right. Uh, getting it, you know, on Amazon successfully and having people download it. But I think that unless you're just, unless you're journaling, which is a a very valid form of writing, um, just, you know, for your own personal growth or your own experience, that's one thing. But if you're writing stories, I believe that those stories are put into us and it, it this is for fiction or nonfiction. You know, if you're if you're sharing a story about your life in a memoir or you're sharing a story about how to do something better in a, you know, entrepreneurial kind of book, or if you're sharing a fiction story, if you're writing it down, you're doing that story a disservice if you don't get it into the hands of readers. Because 
you know, what's the point? Why did you write it down if you're not going to let people read it? You're, you're, you're being selfish with your gift, I think. I, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think if, and, and it's not that every story needs to be published. It's not that we're saying that. But if you have a desire to publish it, that's probably an important signal to you that that's what you're supposed to do. And, and not every person does. Many people have no desire at all to tell their story. That's not even part of their thought process, which is fine. That means that they're probably right, not yeah. supposed to publish. But if it's in your right. heart and in your head to get this story out, it's probably because there's people out there who need to hear it, uh, either for their own encouragement or for someone that they're going to meet along the way where they could use your story as part of how to respond to that person. Uh, whatever it is, and Elaine, I'm sure that you working with authors feel this way too, but I personally am so grateful for every author that I've ever read because they have enriched my life by taking the two or ten years or however long it took them to put all that down on paper to get it all published and all perfected and out there for me so that for $20 or whatever, I get to sit and read what they wrote and how amazing is that? What a gift. And you have the opportunity as a writer to extend that gift to other people. I, I agree. And that's see, what we're called to do is to help others through their trials and celebrate their good times. And what better way to do that than to share our life experiences through books. Awesome. Well, I agree. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg. We're visiting today with Elaine Pierce of MyPublishingCoach.com. We're going to come back and talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly some realistic down-to-earth facts about self-publishing and why it's hard to break into a market, how you can make sure to beat the odds, three tips to help you stand out from the rest, and five people you need on your team to help you succeed. We'll be right back. Do you ever need speakers for dinners, retreats, conferences, or other women's events? Check out www.womenspeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,500 Christian women speakers, some near you, and some from every level of experience and fee range you can imagine. So you're sure to find lots of great speaker options for you and your next event over at www.womenspeakers.com. That's Women Speakers. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and our guest today is Elaine Pierce. We're talking today about the fear, the facts, and the fun of self-publishing, and we're excited that you're here with us. Uh, Elaine, uh, how did you ever get started in the coaching business? I know you wrote your own book first, but then how did you become a coach? Well, it just kind of happened to me. I... uh, had created a vision board one year and thought, you know, in my dreams, what would be an ideal thing that I wanted to do? Um, And I wrote down author coach and, you know, put it there on that vision board and just kind of started talking to people who were writers. And I had uh, a longtime friend from high school get in contact with me. He found me on LinkedIn and he got in contact with me and he said, hey, I'm excited to hear that you're a writer too. I'm writing a book myself. I saw that you published one. Can you help me? And I'm like, sure, it's something I wanted to do. And then I had another friend call me as well and, and the business has just happened. So in uh, the last four years, I've helped get 18 stories out into the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 
And you guys, I, I just want to encourage you that if you're stuck or if you don't know what to do next, uh, contacting somebody like Elaine uh, is going to be of real help to you. Elaine, I'm sure that you have probably different levels of work that you do with people. Like maybe can you just pitch out for us what's your minimum involvement that you have with people? Like do you offer one-time coaching uh, just for answering a question of some type, or do you, do you only work with people on a big scale, or, or what are kind of, what's the outside edges of your offers? Well, on the small side, um, I just am an encourager anyway. So if you contact me by email or if you, you know, schedule a free phone call with me, I can help answer questions, direct you, um, you know, as to what a next step might want to be. Or you can go to my website at mypublishingcoach.com, and I'm actually doing a series now on what are the steps you need to take to publish your book. So that would be the minimum contact that I do. Um, I work with people. Some people just want me to convert their blogs into eBooks, and you know we work together for about a month to get that all done. I always like to share information on uh, marketing and promoting, and that would be the minimum amount that I work with somebody. And then um, for larger projects, for people that want to do printed books and eBooks and learn the marketing and promotion aspects, um, that's my marketing background. So I try to work with a client from anywhere from eight months to a year, um, and we you know, take the, the book from the idea or the manuscript into a printed and distributed and uh, promoted book. I help them learn how mm-hmm. to build their, build their platform and you know, engage their fans. And um, you know, from, I like to cool. say from... Yep from idea to book in hand. So cool. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and you guys can learn all about that and what Elaine has to offer over at her website at mypublishingcoach.com. Let's go ahead, Elaine, and talk about the good, the bad, the ugly because there's really a lot of um maybe what I'd call misperceptions about publishing a book. With Amazon out there now, it looks like all you do is just jot a few things down on you know, your notepad and slap it up there and you're ready to go, but that really is not going to make a successful venture for somebody. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the facts. That's true. Okay, so the facts are it's easier than ever to publish your book, but the reverse of that is it's harder than ever to be found, as, you know, as a, as a new author. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't just a matter of putting something in a Word document and, and uploading it to Amazon. Um, it's not your field of dreams, but if you put it out there, people will, will buy it. There's a lot of things that have to be um, considered. You know, um, And I'll go into it as we talk a little bit more on ways that you, know, you can, on some of these, notes that I have a little further down, but just some of the some of the facts on the outside are that um, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of learning. There's a huge learning curve for a lot of authors because you have to learn some new technology and some new language and and they're not all swear words, but some of them, you know. <laughs> um, sometimes we we curse over the mistakes, but it, it takes a lot of dedication to produce a book that is high quality. The problem right now with self-publishing is because it's easy to do, anybody 
can do it. And people put out product that is so subpar. There's, you know, mistakes in it, errors, grammar, typos. Um, and it just it kind of gives self-publishing a bad name. That's the ugly of it. Um, it's no longer a bad thing to publish your own work. Publishing has changed tremendously, and it is no longer, you know, vanity publishing. In fact, some large publishing houses look to self-publishers because they already have an established readership. And so self-publishing sometimes can get you a contract with a traditional publisher if that's the way you want to go. And that's some of the good stuff about self-publishing. But it's, it's just sad because there's so much out there, you know, where people just didn't pay attention to the details. And I think that that's, that's the worst thing about self-publishing. But I think that um, it's fun to do. How exciting that we can take an idea that we have and write it down on paper and get it out. You know, some people can do it in a, in a month and get a, get a printed book into somebody's hand with Amazon.com. I mean, I think it's pretty exciting. It's an exciting time we live in. Absolutely. And I think when you hear, when you hear that saying that, that time frame of a month, there was actually a book that I wrote, the, the rough draft of it, in. it was maybe just over a week to write the whole book, but it's because it had taken me 20 years to write the content of the book. It really only took me a week to assemble the book, and then it went right. to editing from there. So when you're saying a month, you're not saying, you know, from, from start to scratch, from idea to all the way publish, you can do a pro job in a month. Although, you know, my book, eBooks, Idea to Amazon in, in 14 Days, that was a result yeah. of a contract I had, and, and I actually took the idea of an eBook all the way to publish on Amazon in 14 days, and seven days later had it in book format. So you actually can, in less than a month, have a full product out there. It's probably not going to be a bestseller if you do it that fast, but you never know. True. So let's talk about let's talk about why it's hard to break into a market. Like if you want a bestseller, like if you really say, I will feel like a success only if, you know, more than a quarter million people read my book. Right. I think the hardest thing about breaking into the market is that just there's so much noise out there. I read a statistic that said there were at least a thousand self-published books. I, I can't remember if it was every day or every week, but it was incredible how many new titles come out every day, just on Amazon. You know, some of them are just eBooks um, and not eBook and printed. Um, not just eBooks, as in eBooks are bad. But um, it, there's just so much out there. And we call that noise because people are so busy. It's just so easy to get overlooked when there's such a large crowd of, of books that are you know, free or low cost or whatever. So that's the biggest reason that it's hard to break into the market. But also because sometimes when it's your first book that you're publishing, you just don't know what to do. You don't know um, how to best reach your audience or you don't know how to best talk about your book so that you're not, you know, 
spamming everybody's Facebook with, hey, buy my book, right. hey, buy my book. You know what right. I mean? Right. And right. that takes it takes a little bit of time to learn how to be comfortable talking about your book in order to promote it in a real and authentic way. And so, you know, that's that's some of the hardest part. And also we get into this mindset like that field of dreams that if we build it, it, you know, they will come. If we put it on Amazon, people will read it. And we forget that we have to kind of create some excitement about it. So that's that's really why it's hard to break in. But you can you can beat those odds. You know, my authors do it all the time. There's a statistic out that says really about most, most self-published authors really sell about 100 copies of their book in their lifetime. And those are the people wow. that, you know, put something out there and they have their friends buy it or their family buy it, and they don't really do anything with it. So 100 copies of your book, for some people that's success and that's okay. But if you're really serious about, you know, being an author and, and selling your books and you have more than one book in you, um, you know, there's people that make a living on their books. And you just, the people that do that, they know their audience. They know who's going to buy the book and where the audience is. Um they they know the industry, they've done their research, they've done their studying, they have a fan base, and that's the biggest thing. You can beat the odds of that 100 copies of books if first you pay attention to creating a fan base. Um, you can do this through social media, you can do it through blogging. A lot of people, a lot of bloggers are very successful authors because they have those people that already love reading what they write and so they have a large fan base and they know how to how to reach that fan base. And then another way that you can beat the odds is to be sure to create a professional book. You know, don't just slap something together and put it out there. You want to create something that it looks professional, does not have errors in it, and you want to have a professional presence too. You know, so some of the things that I teach my authors to do in order to beat the odds is to go get a professional photo taken. Don't, you know, use your computer's webcam for your photo for, you know, any kind of publicity that you do. So little things that you do to make you look professional and put you over the edge really help you beat those odds. Absolutely. That's great. And um when you were talking, I was thinking about uh, about the people that pitched my show to be on, and then you ask them for a professional headshot, and they don't have one. And what you do is, when you don't when you don't do these things, you kind of limit your ability. You limit where you can go, what you can do, because. Uh, like Farsha, we need we need you to have that in order to promote it. Just in the format that we promote it, we've got to have a headshot. And so, mm-hmm. if you don't have a good headshot or a good co- if you don't have a good cover on your book, once again, right. that's really hard for me to promote it because if it's embarrassing, um, I can't put it on my site. You embarrass me, you know. So <laughs> you have to you have to think ahead about about that. Then what the content of the book is. If it's not a good content, then of course I don't want to have you on my show because then that's once again a reflection on me. So when you're exactly. when you're writing this, you have to think far beyond far beyond just 
what you want to write down. You want to think about um, how, who who you want to partner with and getting the word out about it and mm-hmm. what they need. And I always say you're writing, you know, you're writing really for, for, two, for two audiences. You're writing for your reader and you're writing for the media who are going to help you get the word out about your book. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. so pay attention yeah, so to the details. That's the biggest way that you beat your odds is you pay attention to all those details. Yeah, and what are three tips to help you stand out from the rest? Because it is, it is, I think, the best picture I ever saw to help us understand how hard it is was an aerial view of a grocery store. And in this grocery store, there's like 100,000 different particular items. And uh-huh. your book is like one of those items on one shelf in one row. And yeah. the best way, so the analogy that they were talking about was make sure that you're in the right place, in the niche that you would have um, the best chances of being found because if you get your book labeled wrong uh, and put into the wrong section, nobody's going to find it. Nobody's going to be able to exactly. buy it. So that was, I, I love that visual for me was really helpful. So what's, what are some other ways that we can stand out? Well, I think that if you're persistent, um, and I call it pleasantly persistent. <laughs> like I said earlier, you know, you can't just go to everybody you know and say, hey, I, I wrote a book, please buy it. You need to, to create relationships. You need to learn how to talk about yourself as an author. So when people say, oh, what do you do? You don't say, oh, well, you know, I'm a writer. You say, I'm a published <laughs> author. And here, you know, here's what I wrote my book about. And so if you're persistent in, in projecting an image of an author and, you know, creating relationships, talking about your book, just keep on hanging on. You need to, you know, it, it takes many, many years to be an overnight success. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They always say it takes a lot of years of practice before you're an overnight success. So that's, that's my first tip to stand out is to just be persistent in what you do in a very pleasant way. And then second is be consistent. Um, I always recommend to my authors that they start a blog if they haven't and that they consistently post and they consistently interact with followers and um, you know, they consistently work on promoting their book. And you know, every week you sit down and you think about who – would like who would benefit from my book and how can I reach them or or you know who can I reach out to to do a book review but you have to consistently do that every single day if not you know or every single week um, most authors quit too soon they quit right before they they make it big um, there's there's kind of this this lag where what you do today, you will not see the fruit of for about three months. And people will generally stop after two months because they're not seeing the fruit of their efforts. Mm. But it takes a while mm. to get that train going. So you need to be consistent. You also need to be authentic in who you are. And that would be the third thing that you need to, to do is, is to be you authentically and Talk about, you know, remember at the beginning when we talked about your mission statement. Talk about and think about your mission statement, why it is that you're writing this book, and be authentic to that. Then it's not that you're promoting your book. You're helping others through this mission statement. So those would be the three tips that I give my authors. 
um, in order to help them stand out above the crowd. I love it. I love your your timeline there, the consistent part here, the patience, the persistence. Uh, three months is about how long it takes for something to get going, but a lot of people mm-hmm. give up at two months, and I think that that is so true. And the authentic, it was funny, just a couple weeks ago, um, one of my adult sons was talking to me, and I was he had, he's in business, and we were talking, and I was talking about how I was going to do something at my site, at Marnie.com, and he said, he said, I think that's really going to work for you because that's who you are. He says that it wouldn't work for, you know, a big corporate company, but for you, I think that's going to work because it was a real personal approach to doing something that would be authentically me. And I think it's very important for us to step back and not say how's everybody else doing it, but out of the best practices of what other people are doing it, how will I do it? And to go ahead yeah. and build our build our book as well as our promotions based on who we who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. I love that. This is Marnie Sweberg visiting today with Elaine Pierce of MyPublishingCoach.com. We're going to come right back and talk about the five people you need on your team to help you succeed. We'll be right back. The fastest and easiest way to find out which major women's events are coming to your area is to visit www.womensevents.info. That's women's events. It's the only directory of its kind, and it features all of the major events like Women of Faith, Beth Moore, E-Conference Women, and so many others. It's free to search, and you can find it all at womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and we are talking today about the fear, the facts, and the fun of self-publishing with publishing coach Elaine Pierce. Elaine, thanks for being here, and we are going to dive right into the five people that you need on your team to help you succeed. So I think I can guess a couple of these, but I'm curious who all five are. So go ahead and, and take us through it. Well, some of them are groups of people. So the number one person that you need on your team is a good editor or proofreader. And and this would be a team, actually, of people, because you do need a lot of eyes to look at your manuscript to get all the errors and issues and foibles out. Because And we can never be our own proofreader, because as we're reading our own manuscripts, we'll we know what we mean. We know what we um, want to say. And so we can't see the errors. And also, just as a side note, your family and your friends are also not the right people to ask for proofreading or editing. Sure, they can read and they can give you their input, but their input is always going to be, this is a fabulous book. That's what they're always going to say because they love you. They're your friends. They want to support you. So you want to get a professional who knows how to look for, you know, commas and word use and um, grammar and typos. You want to have an editor who knows how to work the story flow and to find, you know, if there's any character issues or, Um, you know, inconsistencies. You want somebody that can look at your script or your manuscript and say, ooh, I'd really love to know more about this or gosh, you know, four pages going on about that subject was just a little much. You might need to to edit that. So that, what do you think? That would be the number one team I think you would need. Oh, absolutely, for sure. And I just wanted to read you out of 
out of the book eBooks Idea to Amazon in 14 Days on page 59, I have that. I, I mentioned that if I ever have one thing that I would spend more money or more time on, it's always going to be editing. <laughs> so there mm-hmm. are five different types of editors that every book needs a proofreader who identifies and corrects the typos and punctuation and misspells words like that. And then you have a copy editor who proofs for all of the above plus identifies the errors in capitalization, word usage, and tone. And then you have the full scale editors, the sometimes called the hard or heavier developmental or substantive mm-hmm. edit for overall congruity so they they make sure it's readable believable consistent that there's nothing causing red flags and like that then you have a formatting editor who's tackling the nuts and bolts like page margins and line spacing and all that then you have a technical editor for fact checking whistleblowers and these are the ones that can spot an exaggeration a mile away and they're going to keep you in line so you don't get blown out of the water by your first um, critique you know and so you've got all this editing that can happen and you don't necessarily have to five different people but all of these things have to be watched for and you're so right that having your family do it is just not going to cut it. Right, right. Yeah, you, I mean, if you're going to spend money on your book, this is one of the places that you want to spend the money on it. Because like I said, you know, the typos and, and errors are the things that are plaguing self-published authors. That's why, you know, it, it's harder to get your book into big bookstores because self-publishing has been tainted that way. So spend your money tell on you, good yeah. editing team. Yeah, and I just want to tell you that if you're listening and all of a sudden you're, it's just like we deflated your balloon and you have no hope now because you don't have money to hire an editor, have hope because there are people who will edit these things for you for little or nothing. If you can't afford an editor, it's okay. One of my favorite editors that I had for two years, she was awesome. She was going to graduate school to become an editor, and all she wanted was she just wanted experience. And so she would edit everything I wrote, and she was awesome. So don't give up. There are people who want to do this, who need to do it for, you know, just for practice or whatever. And so don't give up that you have to have all this big money in order to do it. If you have the budget for it, great. If you don't, there's still a way. Don't give up. Okay, so who's there our number are, two? There are a lot of people. ways. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yep. Okay, number two is you need an excellent and interactive fan base. Um, you need those people on your team even before you need to start developing these relationships even before publish your book. That's why I said earlier that bloggers have such good success publishing a book because they have a fan base who loves to read their stuff. So when you have that, that group of fans who want to read anything that you publish, who interact with you on Facebook and Google Plus and Goodreads and, you know, wherever you are, that is going to go a long way to helping you be successful as an author. Because without fans, you don't have a lot of people buying your book. But when you have fans talking about your book and starting book clubs around your book, um, that kind of, you know, it makes it viral in a way. So that would be my second um team that you need on your team is that excellent and interactive fan base. And there's a lot of ways that you can develop those. Yeah. Yeah, you've mentioned that too, like um, starting your blog and and, um, just being, being, being right or putting some things that you write out there. Do you have any other ideas for people who like, wow, I was thinking I would build my fan base after my book came out. What would you say to that person? 
I would say start networking now, and that's what it is. It's networking, and you can do it online, and you can do it on in person. Now, a lot of a lot of authors will start networking with other writers, which is good, but they're not going to necessarily be your fan base unless you're writing a book about how to write better. You want to um, hang out where your audience is. So if your audience is um, a 20-something, you know, college grad or, you know, go-getter or whatever, you want to hang out on Twitter and, and interact with people on Twitter so that you can find them on social media. You can find them in forums and groups. Goodreads is a great place to hang out as an author because you get to interact directly with people who love to read. So, um, you know, joining and participating in forums, going to live networking events, you know, go to meetups in your area where you can meet other readers and find out what interests them and, and, you know, how you can meet what they're interested in. That's how you start developing a fan base. Cool. Very good. Okay, how about number three? Okay, number three is you need experts. You need experts in technology or design. The places where you are not as familiar, you need to bring in experts. So, you know, if um, you want to start a blog but you just don't know where to go to start, get somebody who knows how to do it to help you out. Then you can get classes that a lot of times they have um, classes like at the community college on how to start a blog, for example. So, So that would be, you know, your team of experts would be using those resources or, or going to a class at the library or um, you know, finding books. Um, you need people that know how to create good design. We've, we've kind of touched on this before, but you really do need a great book cover and you need good design for the inside of your book. So you need, if you don't know how to do that yourself, you need to find people that can teach you or can do it for you. So you need some experts in order to um, create that professional appearance that we're talking about that's so important in order to rise above you know, the noise of the crowd. Absolutely. One of the things I want to point out again is that it's not necessarily the big money that is going to win the race here. A lot of times you can find someone very qualified who doesn't charge huge amounts. I had one um, one of my books in the Marnie Method series. I hired somebody who was from a big publishing house and had just started their own consulting company. Really a lot of money. And I ended up pulling the contract from them after they missed multiple deadlines and giving it to an outsourcer from Odesk who had it together for me in less than two weeks for a fraction of the amount and I liked the design better that that outsourcer gave me than what the guy from the house gave me. So there's really, don't let money be the reason why you don't move forward. Just find a different way. Find someone who can help you and move forward. But having someone who knows it, and you guys, it isn't just like you can put together a Word doc, make it into a PDF and put it out there. You really do have to format it so people can actually read it on their e-readers. Different e-readers respond different ways, and if it's not formatted properly, it makes it really tough for people to read. It's, it's not yeah. enjoyable. So you want to do it right. Yeah. 
And another place you can look too is at um, colleges. A lot of times um, mm-hmm. the juniors and seniors need to do projects or do internships or, you know, are trying to just get experience. And so um, those people are, are a really good resource too, um, you know, if you only need design. Obviously it's something that I provide in my packages as well. Um, you you do you need somebody on that on your team who who knows how to do all those details so that you don't have to make those kinds of mistake mistakes. Right, and when so. you were talking about techno techno experts too, if you're just looking for someone to help you set up like a WordPress blog or something, I just recommend a nephew or a niece or <laughs> a teenager because they know how to do all this. You guys, <laughs> just they, they really up do doing all this. Oh, yeah, they just they just know how. I mean, even little children now, they just come by this all so naturally. So don't don't feel like you need a big a big expert for that. What you really need expert help is is where you don't know what to do. That's where you've got to get um, either coaching from somebody like Elaine or you've got to get some training where you don't know what to do because you can spend months or years or thousands of extra dollars doing unnecessary things whereas if you knew what to do you could go straight there you could save yourself all that time and loss and expense doing things you weren't supposed to do and just go directly to what you were supposed to do so my encouragement to you is just wherever wherever you feel stuck get help get help right away okay who's the fourth person we need on our team Okay, this is another group. You need evangelists on your team. Um, <laughs> that is, or some people call them a tribe or champions. Yep. Um, you need people who are going to help you get the word out about your book. Um, yes, it's going to be your family, but it's also going to be um, those fans who just are so excited about everything you do. They always tweet about it or put it on Facebook or, you know, share about it or blog about it. You need um, just people who, who you can kind of informally, um, who can informally help you spread the word about your book. So um, what I recommend that my authors do is to get you know a list of about ten people that you can count on to share the news about your book, and then give them the ways that they can share it. You know, um, tell them you know, or or tweet to them specifically. You know, hey, my my book is at the printer. I'm just like so thrilled I can hardly sleep at night. And they will then share that with their circles of friends, and that's how it's word of mouth. And so you need those those 10 people or 12 people in your corner who will give you that word of mouth recommendation to everybody they know. And, um, you know, you can, you can just kind of, when you get them on your team, you can say, okay, here's, you know, five different ways that you can share about me, and you guys are going to be the first to know when anything happens. So, you know, I'll email you first, and then you can share it with your circles, and everybody will be the first to know. Um, you just need those people who are going to champion for you. Right, and, and those aren't going to be the same people who are going to quietly watch you go forward. You're going to pick people who are kind of, 
out loud people. You know, on, on Facebook, yeah. I think the statistic is 10% of people are out loud and about 90% are stalking. <laughs> so, yes, you, yes, you want exactly to pick the 10 out loud people. <laughs> Yeah, the ones that, I mean, not, not necessarily the ones that are sharing with everybody what they had for breakfast and dinner, but they're already sharing with everybody, you know, where are the hot places to hang out and right. and where are the places to go eat and what are they doing this weekend. And those are the kind of people that just love to share information with others. Those are going to be your greatest asset as a self-published author because they'll, they'll give you that word of mouth and that, that kind of viral status that you need. Awesome. Okay, who's our fifth group? Okay, our fifth one is, um, and we've kind of alluded to it, but you really need somebody who, ha- who can guide you from experience. So because so many authors, this is new territory for them, and there's so many you know, different aspects to this big publishing puzzle. And sometimes you have to work on step 10 while you're still working on step 2. And sometimes you can't work on step 4 until you finish step 3. And there's just so many pieces to this big puzzle. Um, It really is helpful to have somebody who has gone before you who knows the ins and outs. It will save you so much time and it will save you so much money. And you can find these people through books or a friend or you know someone like me who, who helps people do this for a living. Um, but just that, that experience of somebody who has done it before successfully I think is invaluable. Absolutely. The statistic is that a major publishing company will invest anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-five thousand before the book hits the market. And so, when we're starting as a self-publisher, and you don't have that much, and even if you did, you wouldn't be able to target it the same way they do. Um, you you really need someone who can help you to focus in and find out where to put your investment, where to take your time because you don't have the big publishing house doing that for you. You're doing all of that labor yourself or you're hiring it out and you really do need somebody to help you so you don't just go deeper and deeper into debt before your book comes out. Um, We're going to take one last break and come back and talk about the four fun reasons publishing your book is about way more than making money. And this part is going to be really exciting. So don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back. Successfully maximizing the gifts God has given us is the best gift that we can give back to God. Are you 100% clear about why you're here, about how God defines success for you personally? Are you on track with God's plan for your life, the best life on planet Earth followed by the best possible eternity for you? If not, check out the Success Principles Intensive Training course over at Marnie.com. It's a six-hour online program that will change how you define and do your life from today forward. It's a biblical based approach to goal setting and achievement. So check it out under the training tab at Marnie.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg and I just wanted to let you know that not only is the success 
coach certification program available to you at Marnie.com. But also every month we do 21-day wins, which are so much fun. We've got uh, dozens of people involved in them in January now and when this is being recorded. And we do those almost every month all year long. The first starts the first Thursday of the month. So you want to check that out at Marnie.com too. And it's a great idea if you are an author and you're wanting to light a fire under you to get the very specific done in 21 days next month. Be sure to register for that. Elaine Pierce is our guest today, mypublishingcoach.com. And during this last segment here, we're going to talk about the reasons that you want to publish your book more than just making money. Elaine, there are so many more reasons to publish a book than making money. And, and honestly, a lot of authors have never made money, and that's fine with them. Other authors have made a great living at writing books. So besides the money, what are some other reasons why people would want to get their book out there? Well, I think there's a, a lot of, of reasons. I had to narrow them down to four. Um, I, and actually, I just thought of another one, but really the biggest reasons that, reason that people like to self-publish their books is because they like their control over the process. Um, they like to be the one that says, you know, this is what I want to say and this is how I want to say it and this is how I want the cover to look. Um, I worked with a, a children's author this last year, and it was so much fun for her to work with my illustrator because generally in a, in a, um, a traditional publishing setting, you don't get really necessarily input on how your work is going, how your book is going to look in the end. Um, you, you know, you have approval, but you don't always get the input. And so she had so much right. fun working with the illustrator, putting together her book, and making this thing that was in her mind be real. And that's such an exciting part of it is that you've had this book in your head for so long, and then suddenly you're making it happen. And um, to see this idea in print the way that you envisioned it and to be able to... Um, control the process, I think, is is a big benefit of self-publishing um, that you don't get with any other kind of publishing. Yeah, I, I just totally agree. I've, I've had it both ways, and I tell you, there are pros and cons to both ways, but being able to have it feel right to you as the author is definitely one of the advantages of self-publishing. Um, you know, when someone else is doing it, they're, they're running it by all their salespeople and all the different people out there. And you do tend to um, have to give up some of, some of what you dreamed of in order to get it out there. Whereas when you're self-publishing, you do have a little more control over that. Great. What's another one? Yeah. So fulfilling your purpose. Um, I, I think that, and we kind of talked about this before, when your book is not just that you're creating a book for the book's sake, which is fine. Um, a lot of authors do that. They have a book. They want to get it out. They do, and they're happy, and they you know, go on to their next goal. But a lot of writers, we have this deep knowledge that this is our purpose in life, that we have to, we write because there's these characters in our head that have to get out or this story that just has to be told. And you and I talked about this at the beginning of the hour, that when you, when you have done that, when you fulfill that purpose that you were designed to do, 
and that you, you know, share a story that was, um, or, or an experience of your life that was hard to go through, and you put it out there, it's so exciting to know that you have fulfilled the purpose that you were creative, created for. And a lot of times that, that is reward enough, you know, for a lot of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep, and I then think go ahead that, and keep going there. Oh, okay. So that feeling of, of helping and entertaining others, that's kind of fun. Um, the, the, the things that you're putting out there, that the stories that you're telling are making people's lives better. For some people, that's better than the money. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I guess that's my favorite part of reading books is I feel so helped, especially because I mostly read um, how-to books or Mm -hmm. biographies or, you know, nonfiction. And I tell you what, I am just always so grateful that the person took the time to write it down. And I I think for the authors who are how-to or or, um, self-help or all those different kinds of inspirational books, Wow, you're really making an effect on people's lives. You really are. You're changing lives by what you're doing, by yeah. what you wrote. And it's so exciting when you get those emails or those messages from right. people that have said, "I've just read your book and it, it it changed my world." One lady wrote me after I published my book, and she said, "This put a fork in my road." And mm-hmm. at first, I had to think yeah. about what she was saying, but she was saying, you know, she was headed down one path, but this book helped her see that there was another path that she could take. Yeah. Yep, so that's, that's very exciting. And then reaching a goal. You know, for a lot of people, one of their bucket list items is to publish a book. So reaching your goals is so important. Um, just that, that pride of, gosh, I, I, you know, had this idea and I made it happen. And seeing that book like I I said before, you know, seeing that book that was just this idea in my head at 2 o'clock one morning, and then six months later, here I am holding a hardback in my hand, flipping the pages, seeing this character come to life. I mean, that that's a big ego booster, is that you made it happen. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it really is. It is, and it's so, if you have a book in progress, there is so much benefit to you to complete that process and get it published um, mm-hmm. instead of always just having it there bothering you, waiting, <laughs> waiting for you, calling your name, causing you right, guilt, right. causing you shame. Uh, just, just get finished just it, complete get it, it done, <laughs> and get it out there, right? <laughs> just do it. So, yeah, absolutely. That's another fun reason to get your book published. And then finally, here's this one's great. It's just that sometimes it's just fun to say in public, yep, I'm a published author. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it is. That's great. That's great. Well, there's all kinds of reasons, and maybe the most important one is because you have a book in you and you can, mm-hmm. and you live in a time and in a place where it's possible for you to publish your thoughts and your ideas and your stories and your dream for other people to read and to share. We're out of time right now. Elaine, thank you for being here. Thank you, Marnie. It's been fun. 
And you guys, you can learn more about Elaine Pierce over at her website, mypublishingcoach.com. Thank you for being here. It's always so fun to share these uh, forms with you. And if you want to um, catch, the, catch the former ones, you can go over to Marnie.com. They're all in the archives there. Otherwise, we'll see you next time at Marnie's Friends. Until then, have a great day, a great weekend. Publish that book. Okay, bye-bye. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BDW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus